going to go back to our foundation of scripture. Um, I was trying to get away from it, but Holy Spirit said no. So I learned, I've learned to be led totally by him because we need him because he know what all of us need. Sometimes, you know, I've learned this from my awesome pastor um, who's gone on to be with the Lord, my, my spiritual father. But he always uh, would lay a foundation with us. And there, there, I remember two years we would go over the same scriptures. And I'm thinking, wow, he keep going over the same thing, you know. But each time, you know, the foundation was being laid. I heard this, y'all. Keep pouring the concrete. <laughs> keep pouring it. Because as you're pouring it, guess what's happening? The foundation is becoming more solid. So when the flood comes, wow, the, the winds start blowing and try to beat upon your house. Though the, the, the houses is not on the solid rock, they falling and they... See, we grew up in Alabama. I don't know who needs to hear this, but I remember hurricane season. Hey, you, you from Florida, so you know what I'm talking about, right? But the houses that was on more of a solid rock didn't receive as much damage. Oh, come on, somebody. As those houses that was just thrown and put together. So somebody say, this house. No, look at me. You see, you got to learn how to pay attention and, and be. Hey, this house was built and it's being built on a solid foundation. Now give him a shout of praise. And we got to be intentional about building it. Intentional, because it don't just happen. Say, nothing just happens. And see, that's what a lot of believers think. They think that just by osmosis, just because they say, I love Jesus, that it's just going to happen. Nothing just happens. Don't forget that, okay? Jesus paid a price, but we got to learn how to maintain what he obtained. And a lot of believers, they just don't know. And you can't do what you don't know, right? And then the scripture tells us this. I was reading this on yesterday. I was in the book of Romans, and it said that Israel had a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. You know, there are a lot of people who love God. You don't love God. What's wrong with you? But just as broke, just as sick, just as tired, just worn out, just religion will wear you out. It'll wear us out. You working and working and working and working and working and working, thinking that's your way to have a breakthrough. And don't know that the debt has already been paid. Paid in full. Somebody say paid in full. <laughs> that's like you trying to get rich. And you already rich. Your daddy like, look, my name Rockefeller. Your daddy like, look, I own everything. All you need to do is learn how to access it. Hey, it's in the bank. You just don't have a code yet. How do you get the code? Just ask your father. Somebody should have shouted on that one right there. That was good. Let me go ahead because I don't want to be real long, but I got to walk some things out. God woke me up early. Somebody say early. Early this morning, speaking to me. Good morning, my friend, Trin. But uh, God woke me up early, which he wakes me up early just about every morning. But he had some things that he wanted me to reiterate to you guys, and I, I have to get there. So I'm going to um, kind of just read. I'm going to try to read quickly through these scriptures. But for some reason, every week, it seems like I have to stop. But then Holy Spirit know who's new, right? And then he knows some of us need to hear it again. Faith cometh how? By hearing. So if I keep hearing, guess what's happening? That foundation, once again, is being laid. Praise God. Now, Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4, 
I'm going to start there and I'm going to read. And so as I'm reading, you guys just, you know, uh, bear with me, right? And the new people, because we're going somewhere. Then the word of the Lord, I heard you. What's your subject? What's she talking about? Well, we've been teaching on what? Who knows what I've been teaching on? Crossing over for the takeover, right? So if you're new, this is my subject. I heard that. What's your subject? So crossing over for the takeover. Then the word of the Lord came to me, and it's talking about Jeremiah. So let me make sure I make this clear. And I have to say this each week, even though this is old covenant, let God have a purpose and a plan for everybody, whether you in old were in the old, because you're still not here. I pray you not if you were in the old covenant. But whether you whether they were in the old covenant or we're part of the new covenant, okay? That the, the point being made is that, that God have a purpose and a plan for who? All of his children, okay? Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And if he knew Jeremiah's in the room, in, in, the, in the womb, guess what? He know us, right? As a matter of fact, somebody said, he know my name. Man, can I tell y'all something that happened to me this morning? I, I wasn't even, I really wasn't going to say this, but it just blessed me. So when I was getting dressed and I was, you know, kind of trying on some things and I was looking in the mirror and I heard the Lord says, I love you, Tracy. But the way he said, Tracy, just, it just touched. It was like a personable Tracy. And it did something to me. I was like, whoa. So whoever think God don't speak, but it, I knew it was the Lord. And he said it like, you know how when you love somebody, like you, it was just like a, like, like, like a, like when you're talking to your man, you know. She's like, Tasha's like, I don't talk like that. Yes, you do, Tasha. Like, Wait, I ain't going to tell you about it. That's right. Keep it, keep it, keep it, keep it, keep it. But, but when you talk to somebody you love, he was like, I love you, Tracy. And the way he said, that was an emphasis on that thing. I was like, now I can walk up in the room like, hey, you know, you can't have low self-esteem when you know how much God loves you. That'll eradicate all of that. I don't know who, that was for somebody, okay? She's so arrogant. No, it's called confidence. Because I wasn't always here. I wasn't here. For years I wasn't here. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit. I didn't know who I was. But as I heard Bishop saying this, look, had I known I was mean. But Tracy found out who she is now. And no longer will I allow anybody, okay, to cause me to feel inferior because they'll never have my consent. Never again. Somebody should have got excited about that. No one can make you feel inferior, remember that, without your consent. So I said never again because I used to get in agreement with them because I didn't know I was mean. Okay, let's go ahead. So she's she trying to work with you. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. So we established some truths, right, that God knew us in the room. Also, he says, before you were born, I sanctified you, I ordained you, a prophet to the nations. We also established the truth that what? It was a big, big vision God had for his life, okay? Somebody said, God has big plans for my life. Then said I, oh, Lord God. Behold, I cannot speak for I am a youth. One of the first things that the enemy will try to do is to convince you that you don't have the qualifications for what God is showing you. Somebody say the devil is a liar. So notice I say that his, his, one of the first things he's going to try to do is convince you that you're not qualified. You're not enough. Well, God said I could open up the business, but you know, I didn't do good in math. And so keep going. So he talked about his imperfections, but the Lord said to me, say, God still speak. Do not say, watch your words. I don't know who needs to hear this. Watch your mouth. Do you know that God did not create, create our, 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 uh, our mouth just to communicate? 
but he created our mouth, he created it to create, procreate, to demonstrate his power. Death and life is in the power of your tongue. You'll have whatever you say. So if the enemy wants you to have a, a, a mundane life or to live beneath your kingdom privileges, guess what he's going to do? Going to work on your mouth. And no matter what your situation looks like, keep your mouth lined up with God's word. Y'all didn't hear that, did you? Keep your mouth lined up with his word. The money might look funny, but I'd be doggone in my best Alabama Ebonic. I'm going to say I'm broke. <laughs> no, ma'am, Pam. No. <laughs> as long as I got seed in the ground, this is how you should think and speak. I'll never be broke another day in my life. But it might be, as the old folks say, wrecking with all kind of pain. But I'm the heel protecting my health. You won't get catch me lining up with the enemy. And I don't mean this. You run around here and we see your arm broke. Your arm broke? No. That, that's not what we talking about. Crick, crick. I'll go say something else. But anyway, church folk. That's not saying that. We're not talking about that. So let's be balanced, right? So listen, but the Lord said, do not say I am a youth, for you shall go to all whom I send you, and whatever I command, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces. We establish another truth, that a lot of the times when the um, Lord show us a vision for our life, there's fear that the enemy will present to us. Because he know that if I can get you afraid, it will paralyze you. <laughs> Thank you. As the woman of God just said, you'll be stuck, and you'll stay stuck. I used to be afraid of the faces. When God called me into ministry, I, I really did. I, I just didn't want, you know, people to think bad about me. But I have learned that if they thought bad about Jesus and they talked about him like a dog hog, the church folks did. The Pharisees and the Sadducees. Y'all didn't get that. See, they're sad, you see. Religion will make you sad. It's a sad thing when you want to look cute, but you're scared to show your arm because somebody done told you you're going to hell because your arm out. <laughs> it's a sad day when I'm broke and I go into a church and all you want to tell me about is that, that one day when I'm in the suite by and by, it's going to get better. No, I need it in the suite now and now. <laughs> when I get to heaven, I won't need no money. <laughs> I don't think, hey, the streets are not paid with gold. They are made of gold. Don't need that in the sweet by and by. Come on. Religion will make you sad, you see. But anyway, so it says, look, he says, do not be afraid of their faces. So I was, I was, but until I found out who I was in Christ. And now I can go wherever he sent me. <laughs> Worry about anybody else. Not anymore. And it took a process to get here. So if you're not there, hey, just trust the process. But you got to work it. I don't know who needed to hear that, but it says, I'm trying to go further. He says, do not be afraid of their faces, for I'm with you to deliver you. Now, how does God go from talking about the vision to, to giving you some encouragement? Because he know that the enemy will always come in to try to discourage us whenever God give us a purpose and a plan for us. And we know we have one. Whenever he speaks to us, the first thing the enemy going to do is try to discourage you. One of the first things. How you going to do that? But guess what I just heard? A woman, a man of God, you are highly favored of the Lord. And the first thing she said, 
How can this be? Somebody say the Holy Spirit. <laughs> He's already gone before you and prepared the way. Do you think that Mary felt highly favored? Look at the circumstances around her at that time. I was not trying to. See, I told y'all we stuck on the foundation. Do you think she, she felt highly favored when she was walking around? Let me make it more plain. You know, during those days, you think the 1900s was bad for women. We're doing a little bit better now. But you walking around here talking about you pregnant, you not married, and the Holy Ghost did it. <laughs> then you got to go to your fiancé, as we say now, and tell him, I'm pregnant, but ain't no man been here. Really? She could have been put away. Come on now. So did she, you think she felt favored when God said, blessed are you among women? So what are you saying, Pastor Trace? I'm glad you asked me that. Blessed are you, whether you feel like it or not. You have been highly favored. <laughs> and you are anointed to do what he called you to do. See, Mary, God had placed an anointing on her to do what? Okay, what he called her to do. And let me give you a nugget. This was in the Old Covenant. Well, this New Testament, the, uh, the Old Covenant didn't end until the book of Acts. So what you're saying, now the Holy Spirit is in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. So America, walk it out. What about you? Okay, let's keep it moving. That was for somebody. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. Somebody said, he has anointed me. Okay, then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, behold, I have put my words in your mouth. Ooh, is that not good news? Put his words in my mouth. Keep going. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to rule out and to pull down. He was specific about his assignment. Then we established that truth. Somebody said, God, I will be specific about my assignment if I invest the time to listen. Now watch this, it says, look, to destroy, to throw down, to build, and to plant. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? So once again, we establish another truth that God wants to know, are you in agreement with me? Do you see what I see? Back to myself, I won't talk about you, but I'm going to talk about Tracy again. I couldn't see what, see what God had placed in me for years because of the environment that I was in. Some of you guys, you're going to have to come away from the kindred. You're going to have to come away from those people who, you know, have toxic traits. Notice I said toxic traits because I just don't believe that anybody that God created, and he did create you whether you believe it or not, is all toxic. Okay. So you're wondering why every time you go around certain people and you're talking about your business idea, you come home and then you got to start back at square one. Pay attention, okay? <laughs> well, it's my, what if it's my mama if it's your daddy now? Joseph, <laughs> there are some things that you just can't share with everybody. And if I do test the water and I realize that there's pollution in this water, we won't have that conversation anymore. Well, how you doing, Mama? I'm great. The sky blue? Yes, still real blue, Mama. Okay, you good. Okay, I love you, Daddy. I'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Love you. Okay. Some of you guys, you got people that's around, around you that got more of a hold on you than God. Too much of a, a hold. 
Well, what that got to do with the Bible? Okay, Abram, he told him, get away from your kindred. Go to a place I'm going to show you. And that don't mean you don't love your people. I don't, need, I don't know who, but I love God more than you. Now, if I got to pick between God's vision for my life and what God showed me and you, guess what? It's a no-brainer for me. <laughs> now, who needed to hear this this morning? Do you know our paradigm is what has been established, our subconscious uh, beliefs about ourselves, our core beliefs about ourselves and the world around us at the ages of seven and eight years of life? Do you know that by the time you reach the age of 30, just say if you got you know, born again at 20, do you know you got 20 years of that still in there? That even when you receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, there are things that you picked up that's in your subconscious that you just might not be aware of just yet. But once, okay, I become aware of it. Now guess what my, my job is? To renew my mind. You know what, Tracy? Even though you weren't good at math, you a darn good businesswoman. You got this and God got you. That's the kind of stuff you got to do. Start confessing over yourself. Well, I don't believe in confessions. We know, so it don't want to work for you. The first thing you got to do is start acting like you believe it. And the only way you're going to get rid of an old, uh, barricaded, belief, rigid mindset is replace it with the new. It's been proven, okay? <laughs> but but you, you don't think it takes all that because if God wants your mind renewed, he's in control. He's just going to do it. Okay, keep waiting. And that's why a lot of people in the body of Christ are living defeated lives. Because you're thinking it's you, but no, it's the paradigm that's holding you back. Because every time you try to do the business, every time you try to step out on what God says, that paradigm telling you, you're on unfamiliar territory. That's, you ain't supposed to do that. Who in your family did that? You know you're not. Get in the back, you black. But when I begin to renew my mind, I said, no, I'll create a door if there's not one. <laughs> I said this last week. I don't know who needs to hear this. I'm not a colored man. I'm a covenant man. Well, you look like a woman to me. We're not talking about gender, baby. <laughs> Any mankind being Christ, thank you, daughter, is a new creation. So, no, I don't see Tracy like that anymore. I'm going to walk up in the room, as my dad used to say, like you own the place. And now I had a post I did the other day that I, I, I tweeted a little bit, and I had to put this to my clients. I told them, walk into the room like God sent you. Why? Because he did. So when I walk up in the room like God sent me, how am I have my head hung down low? I'm representing my father. You think the Rockefellers walking in the room with their head down? Well, I know you might not like them, but the Trumps don't care. You think they're going to walk in a room like, <laughs> we broke. Oh, well, that, well, I like Obama. Well, do you think President Obama's family walking around, I pray none of them <laughs> will walk in a room and feel intimidated about who they are and whose name they represent? Well, you represent Christ, Dion. Okay, somebody need to, you'll get that. But he says that I'm going to show you, right, to root and to pull down and destroy and to throw down the building to plant more of the word. The Lord came to see me, to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see a branch of an almond tree. Then the Lord said to me, what? You have seen well, for I am ready to perform my word. As I was reading this, and I promise you, I really wasn't trying to put a plug in, but I'm going to say this. I have a course that's called I'm Ready Now. 
And the reason why God gave me this course, he told me, to help the believers, you know, the ones who wanted to get ready, to be ready so he could perform his word. But the sad thing about it, guess what? Half of them, if I, if I gave it to them, wouldn't take it. Because mentally, you got to be at a place to see what God has said about you. And if mentally you're not there, you're fractured. It's only so far you're going in the spiritual realm. The church folk don't like this <laughs> and wonder why they still stuck <laughs> back there. And what I'm not going to do ever again in my life, because I was guilty of this, is trying to force people to see what they hold it on to try and not see. And there are times, and I had to do this, before I could see it fully, you got to believe in somebody else's belief in you. If my pastor can believe in me, if my mentor can believe in me, But see, when, when we talked about this earlier. When your perception is off, you can't even see it. You're fractured. You're thinking she's trying to say something. Really? Really? And you still stuck back where we were? How do I know I'm stuck? Evaluate your life. How many moves have you made since 1999? When was the last time you did something for the first time? that you normally wouldn't do. If you can't go from chicken to fish, <laughs> what you mean? That's all you eat, because that's all we ate when I grew up. So I, you don't even know if you like it or not, because you won't try it. So how are you going to step out on a vision <laughs> that's going to push you out of a comfort zone, and you're still comfortable on the food that you eat? That's all we ate. My mother was teasing me yesterday. We were talking, and Mom said, you married, you still don't cook? You, you can't cook? I said, Mom, it ain't that Tracy can't cook. See, this is the new Tracy, because back in the day, I said, I can't cook because I didn't want to cook, okay? But I told her with confidence, I said, I can cook. But actually, I cook pretty good. I said, I just don't cook like most of y'all like to eat. <laughs> See, when I shifted my paradigm, I don't put fat back in my collard greens. Let me, what's wrong with fat back? Keep, you keep eating your fat back if you think it's good for you, okay? I don't eat, you know, double-layered chocolate cake with the uh, double trimmings of the sugar dripping off the top of it. I don't eat like that because I shifted my paradigm that I want to live a long, prosperous, healthy life like Jesus said, and I am sanctified and useful for the master and prepared for every good work. But I can make you some collard greens that'll make you scream. Can the children say amen? <laughs> that, that you won't miss it. You won't even think about all the bacon that you had to pour in from... So I had to get confidence in that thing. And I began to perfect what I do as I was being led by God. So if somebody comes to my house, usually my kids will tell you, Mama, you going to cook something? No, Mama ain't going to cook nothing. Because, see, I know for a fact that most of the time that anybody come this way from the other side, not talking about anybody, I love you, power to the people. You want the macaroni with the double layer of cheese, and, and the girl don't cook like that. She ain't even tried to. Ask me, can I fry anything? I don't fry stuff, not at my house. If I want a piece of fried chicken, guess what I do? I buy a piece, and I'm done. And we call for the pastor. Now we got Pastor Junior frying up some. I come down, I'm like, good, good, 
googly goo, did your daddy come back in the house? Or what happened? He did, boy, don't be playing. <laughs> he done perfected that recipe. But I, hey, that, that, that's not an interesting one. You saying that if I eat fried chicken, see, fractured. Fractured. I, did I say you couldn't eat your fried chicken? Wow, let's go back to the, somebody got, I was getting ready to go home and fry, okay, bring me a piece, praise the Lord. We'll let you know that we're not in bondage. The Bible said, if God called it holy, went to Peter, rise and slay and eat, whatever, from the root of to the tooth, go for what you know. Go for what you know. I don't know who needs to hear this, but when I began to renew my mind and I shifted my paradigm, I decided that I wanted my vessel to be as healthy as I could get it. Now, notice I said I, because there are certain things even, you know, in the natural that you can do the best you can do, and that's not to say your body won't be attacked, okay? But I thank God for the helper who helps me to the best of my ability to do what needs to be done. That's what I'm saying. So now I'm not running around here heavy and, 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 and wondering why you, you, you can't pray. You can't stay up and pray because the sugar, boo. Now, who needs to hear this? That sugar, will, it will weaken your immune system. It will weaken. Let me go over here. Some of y'all men wonder why she can't get satisfied. You got too much of that stuff. Let, let me be cool. We national. Okay, let me go ahead. Then the Lord said to me, and, and, and stop all of this. I don't know why I got to go this on national, but, Lord, I got to say this. I just, maybe not none of y'all, but somebody on here, okay? Somebody out here. But, but, but people, middle-aged people got the nerve to talk about your body going to break down at a certain age. After you have lived like you've lived and you don't put oil in the car, the car will break down. But now, I don't know if it's true, but what L.J. Stallworth told me, that I don't care how many miles you put on the car, if you change the oil and you take care of it, that's what he told me. Now, is it true? I don't know. If, do I have any mechanics in the house? So don't worry about the miles. He used to tell me, change your oil. Take care of the car. Now, if the car can be taken care of and keep rolling, what you think about your physical body? You run around here with 50 extra pounds that, and wondering why you, uh, no, it ain't, it ain't the middle age. The girl keep, the girl is ticking. Matter of fact, I feel better than I have when I was in my 20s. I told the kids, don't, love, don't play, don't play, don't play. Tia came out the door yesterday, told me she go on walk with me. I said, you sure? Because if you're not ready for the trip, you think you need to go on back inside. <laughs> I don't know if you're ready or not, but when the girl moved, she moving. Did them three miles around the block like it wasn't nothing. It came back up in the house, let's go here, and did some jumping jacks, and then got ready to do some, some arm stretches. Now what? Now what? Now what? Now what's next? So we can't, we can't play those games mentally as people have tried to play and then put it on when you get old, stuff just going to break down. Yeah, I have issues that my body have presented to me. But I do not look at the things that I'm seeing. I don't use that as, you know, an excuse to say I'm just getting older. So some going to break down. I, I, I ain't going to be able to do what I used to do. If Sarah and Abraham, well, let me, let me, let me. Lord, that was in the Bible days. Really? We are in a new covenant upon bigger and better promises. I heard Pastor Leroy Thompson saying something that stood with me. He said, I'm 70 some years old, but I still do what I need to do. I said, Well, go ahead on, Pastor Leroy. I ain't but see, to me, instead of me 
Why he boasting and saying that? To me, that's a preview of a coming attraction. If the man of God can say he's 70 and he's still kicking it, he say, I'm healthy, wealthy, wise. He said, I enjoy being with my wife. I said, well, well okay. But see, when you're fractured, you know, he boasts. He just, uh, he just wants somebody thinking, well, what that man got to boast about that for? What? I mean, hey, it let me know if it, it happened for him. God is not a respecter person. See, but anyway, let me go. We got to go somewhere else. Then the Lord said to me, you have seen well. If I, somebody say God is ready to perform his word in my life. But I got to be ready to cross over for this takeover. Now give him a shout of praise. I got to work this real fast, y'all. So I gave you, to, in order to be ready, some characteristics, right, we're going to have to have for the takeover. The first one I gave you guys, I cannot go back over it. I'm just going to hit it real quick. Is number one was what? No longer seeing myself. Please take notes, students. No longer seeing myself what? As an old defeated sinner. And I showed you how no matter what you've done, every debt was canceled, right? Jesus took our guilt, our shame, our blame. I don't care what you have done. You could have murdered somebody. You're a new creation in Christ, and you are qualified to take over. Okay? So we know that nobody's exempt that's a believer from being able to cross over for this takeover unless you don't see yourself as that new creation. You're still operating from a victim mentality. We're victorious in Christ. Any man be in Christ is what? A new creation. So now I got to see.